0: This is the Album Collection. We are talking Faith Hill's debut album, Take Me As I Am, which was released in 1993, certified three times platinum, and has a bunch of her more recognizable top hits on it. And uh, let's let's dive into it, Emily. What are your quick initial thoughts on the album?
1: So it took me through listening to it all once to realize this was her debut album I don't know why that didn't click right away because three of like three of the top songs three of the top singles are so iconic yet mm-hmm. and synonymous with 90s country that I just figured this was maybe her second or third album so that was mind-blowing but overall I I really enjoyed it Eighty or ninety percent of it, maybe a song here or there that I didn't like, but overall is a really good, good, good album.
0: Similar. Uh,
1: <laughs> Aaron's not about it.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get to. I think the thing with this album is the two biggest songs, which I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's just unique that the two biggest songs on this album are actually covers. Which is really fascinating when you think about, especially when you think about launching a debut album and for a debut artist, which songs are going to send to radio and the first two were covers, but it worked. Uh, the, The two songs exploded and you only, at least if you're a country fan, relatively speaking, growing up in the 80s, 90s to today, you recognize them as Faith Hill songs. Right. For the most part.
1: To be honest. Okay. So I am, this is off topic, kind of, sort of, not really. I am rewatching Glee. And at one point in the show, they were playing piece of my heart. And I was like, what? They're doing a Faith Hill song. This is wonderful. And then I was like, oh, that's right. Janis Joplin sang this first. Hold on. At least not as cool as I thought they were. But anyways, just something like that because I didn't realize till probably a few years ago, and then like I always forget that it was made famous by someone else before her. She just took the songs that one and wild one. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's crazy that your debut single is just a knockoff. Well, not knockoff not the right word, but you just it's not yours.
0: Right, it, and I think that's what makes it so so interesting and I guess when it comes to the album as a whole I think that's where I have some hesitancies as far as how good or how much I like it there's just not they're great songs but they're not necessarily hers right. and I don't know of how well the album flows and at the same time as the case is with a lot of artists they're second third fourth albums they start really figuring out what their sound is and the types of songs um and i think if you listen to faith hill on this album compared to some of the other ones that come after you you can tell a difference in her sound in her actual voice
1: yeah i was thinking that too i was gonna ask you do you think she sounds different on this album because i do
0: totally 100 percent i don't know what it is but
1: (laughs) but if I guess people's voices change. You can sound young, and then you can sound old, maybe. <laughs> but she sounds so different from the Faith Hill of "Cry" or "Or Breathe", breathe. or "This Kiss." Yeah. You know, and it's not like they're that far off. It's you know, some of them are three, four years off. But I just, I liked it though. I felt she sounded more country.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that stands out too. Is there it was intentionally country, very country sounding on this yeah. one, and I think whether you agree or disagree, it obviously worked out for her career as she kind of she had more crossover appeal in you yes. know the songs and the albums that followed. If yeah, the, her her voice, I don't know if it's it just the the albums that come after this and the songs they just seem a bit. Richer. It just seems like Fuller. her voice. Yeah. You, you talk about like kids filling out in their size, right? Like right. the mm-hmm. the dad's six foot three. Like oh, little Johnny's, you know, filling into the yes family You know,
1: you grow up first and then you grow out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For but for voice, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way. But it and maybe she just needed her voice to mature even further because there you're right there is a different sound to her voice in the different albums
1: it's like she took a steroid or something and then just kept using performance enhancing drugs but uh
0: interesting
1: (laughs) is this what it sounds like it doesn't sound better or worse i don't think one way or another it just sounds more but anyways i am not accusing her of taking steroids retract that
0: We'll leave it in and you'll defend that. Um (laughs) some of the songwriters on this album, I think this is interesting too. There's there's a lot that are from the that worked with artists in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. And I think as that as she progresses, I think that sound goes away, and you know, those writers. She didn't work with it as often, but mm-hmm. uh, a couple I'll call out here: um, Bob D'Pirro. He wrote "Take Me As I Am." Has fifteen number one songs under his belt. Uh, the Church on Cumberland Road, hmm. and George Strait's two two hits: "Blue Clear Sky" and "Cowboys <sighs> Like Us." So a good feather in his yes. cap. Uh, another one was. Uh, Karen Staley. She wrote Tracy Bird's The Keeper of the Stars, which was mm. the ACM song of the year in 1996. And she wrote another Faith Hill song in addition to Take Me As I Am with uh, Let's Go to Vegas, which I think comes on the next album.
1: Yes, one of my favorites. But, anyways.
0: Yeah, it's you look at some of these, uh, another songwriter, Troy Seals. He wrote a lot for George Jones, Waylon Jennings, Vince Gill, Randy Travis, Keith Whitley, and those aren't mm-hmm. necessarily names that come to mind when you think of Faith Hill, but right, they overlap. I uh, think it just
1: kind of introduced me, you know, you think of Shania Twain and how when she started off with Whose Bed, Have Your Boots Been Under, she was very country, and then she turned pop. I think we sometimes forget that Faith kind of sort of did the same trajectory, I guess maybe listening to this album made me realize that she did start out very country and then you got to breathe, which I think is the one that won all the Grammys or something and then cry, which is just completely 180. So I don't know if, if that's the way she wanted her career to go or if this album is more true to who she is deep questions. I know
0: it is deep. And I think there's some parallels we can draw is that, Yeah, was it a conscious decision by Faith, you know, to... Was it either to for her own interest? Was it to keep up and compete with Shania? Or was Mm -hmm. it, you know, that was the way the industry was going, that it was becoming a different sound? And you look at country now, and there's... People gripe all the time about what country sounds like now, but uh, I'm sure after this first album... (laughs) the follow-ups i'm sure there were plenty of people that were saying what happened to faith hill from her right new album but um, i'm just looking
1: at when she met tim to see if tim had any uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe
1: uh, well they married well, they in 96 know. so eh, could
0: be maybe uh eh. producers on this album uh once again, Scott Hendricks. We've talked about him before. Yes. Huge hit maker from everyone to our guy, J. Mike. John Michael Montgomery. <laughs> uh, to Dan and Shay. Uh, the other producers, Michael Clute, who worked with Diamond Rio. John Michael Montgomery as well. And Amy Grant. And a, another producer is also a songwriter on the album. Goes by Gary Burr. And fun little fact about him is... Back in the day, in the 80s, there was this little country band called Pure Prairie League. All right.
1: Sounds amazing. And yeah.
0: uh, Vince Gill was once a member for a little bit.
1: Oh, Vince. And when,
0: when Vince left, uh, Mr. Gary Burr took, took his place. So.
1: Big shoes to fill there. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, album reviews. Overall, yes. Very positive. A lot of people liked it. Um, different reviewers and pubs and whatnot, they reviewed it pretty favorably. Uh, I think I have two or three. I think I have two here. Um, so Johnny Loftus of All Music, his review says, Faith Hill's debut established the Willery singer as the lady in waiting to Reba McIntyre's throne. Let's just pause there for a second here. So I think I, the thing about Reba was queen and still is the queen. But who, I guess, were people looking for the next Reba? Like we're always looking for the next Carrie or the next Miranda. Right.
1: You know what's really funny is I'm on Faith Hill's Wikipedia page, so I'll take it with a grain of salt. It says that um, it says that she auditioned to be a backup singer for Reba, but failed to secure the job.
0: Well, Reba's like, uh-uh,
1: honey, my crown's still on my head.
0: <laughs> interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So the review continues. And I think there's even the next uh, review mentions Reba, too. This is interesting. We talk about it some more here. Uh, like McIntyre, Hill's voice could crackle just as well as it sparkled. And Take Me As I Am allowed her to do both. The wide-open abandon of the hit single... Wide, wild one was immediate and undeniable and hill delivered the vocal with sassy youthful exuberance but she was just as convincing on the low-key heart tugger just about now and just around the eyes she figured out a way to channel janice joplin's vocal during a country fried retelling of peace <laughs> of my heart in spite of a canned meat quality back and track uh, she handled the Larry Stewart duet, I've Got This Friend, with ease. By focusing Hill's vocal and supporting her with unobtrusive instrumentation, the producers helped make the album that much more effective and ensured that no one would forget about Hill anytime soon,
1: which yeah. I would agree
0: with. So that's that's the first one. Uh, the second one's a very quick one. Uh, Elena Nash from Entertainment Weekly at the time said, on the surface Newcomer Faith Hill Might seem A Reba McIntyre clone <laughs> Without the histronics But Though she often Lapses in tonality And phrasing Not unlike McIntyre's Hill lacks her uh, Sound it out <laughs> Let me start the sentence over <laughs> But She often lapses Into ton- Jesus I'm just butchering this Ah, uh, Hill lacks her contrivance and goes for a wider scope of material from the intelligent spouse-abuse ballad I Would Be Stronger Than That to the open-hearted yearning and heat of Take Me As I Am. That's literally the only review. So, I guess overall, it's just a lot of Reba comparisons.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so strange. But I think Hill... That's also weird when they call her Hill because I don't know who they're talking about. She has a first name that only needs to be used. You don't need to call right. her Faith Hill. She's Faith. Um, but the the music we grew up on was Faith and a time in country music when there were a lot of women and mm-hmm. they were one in the... Not one of the same, but you had heavyweight women just crazy with good country music. So... Maybe at this point in time there was a lull? Maybe Reba was the only one big one? I don't know. I wasn't yeah, I'm born. I'm
0: trying to think, you know, pre-90s, you know, mid-80s, 90s you have the the Juds, right? Loretta, yeah. A little bit um Lori Morgan was probably the other big female name prior to this, but
1: Yeah, you got Dolly you know, still in there. But
0: yeah. But Reba but was as... Reba
1: was kind of the cross, I think, of bringing the old to the new. Honestly,
0: Agreed and I think that's, Agreed. I mean,
1: evident because she's still doing it. But I think she was a good transition and, and to bring kind of the old into the new and the new into the old.
0: Yeah. So this album came out in '96 and a little side project that did it come out in 93?
1: '93. I was '93. Yes, '93.
0: Okay. Yes, my mistake. All good. Um, all right, so should we talk to singles?
1: We don't have to talk about all four, probably. <laughs> uh, That's okay. We can talk about yeah, well, why, yeah. Why?
0: Why did they? No, let's talk about the good ones first, and then we'll get into our grievances. So, okay. um, the singles uh, in order. So, Wild One was released in September of 1993. Spent four weeks at number one followed up by Peace of My Heart, which came out in January of 94, which went to number one. A couple of months later, in May of 94, she releases But I Will, which only went to 35 on the charts. And then uh, the title track, Take Me As I Am, came out in the fall of 94, September, and went all the way to number two, just missing out on the number one spot. So let's, let's talk about Wild One first.
1: Okay, first of all, she released four songs within a year, actually less than a year, by like two weeks, which I think is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. And I think, which is interesting too, because back then, I don't know if there just weren't as many artists or they just didn't give songs the chance to move up. I mean, like uh, currently, Travis Dennings, uh, After a Few is the Mm -hmm. number one song. And I think, where did I see That one's been on the charts for over a year or something like that it's
1: that's crazy
0: something something significant um
1: yeah the business has changed the the whole streaming radio all that's just all changed it so yeah i can see where maybe a song gets released you hear it and then the next week it's at number one or you know within a couple weeks but anyways let's talk about wild one
0: so yeah wild one was previously recorded in 1992 by a country band called zaka creek which i just love the name that's right awesome uh and then it was also covered again in 1993 by a different country band called evangeline so faith is technically the third version of it um but for a uh for a debut song Hmm. four weeks at number one i don't think you could ask for much more coming out of the gates
1: right and i know we talked about Is it weird to have songs that are actually covers or not yours, but maybe it just proves her star power that she was able to take wild one. And then peace of my mind, peace of my heart and take them to the top of the charts. So I think I guess credit or give credit where credit's due, but this is one of my favorite Faith Hill songs. Agreed. I love this.
0: And I think it's, if if we have to be objective about it, yes, it is a cover, but it's not a cover of a well-known song. Right. right? Or a well-known
1: group. Yeah.
0: Right. So in that aspect, but yeah, four weeks at number one, that's a lot of pressure going forward, but she follows that up with peace of my heart, which is another cover. If we go back to the very first version Irma Franklin, Irma. Who, is Are- who is Aretha's older sister, in 1967, she released it. And it's a little bit slower and it just has a Motown feel to it, which is, mm-hmm. it's a really fun version to listen to. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Year later, Big Brother and the Holding Company, lead singer Janis Joplin recorded it. And it went to number 12, but I think that song, their version, has often been referred to, I think, by Rolling Stones as one of the greatest 300 yeah. or 500 songs. Um, it was on the top 500
1: Rolling Stone list, just in case you're wondering. I don't remember what number, but I did I listen a, to all 500 songs.
0: <laughs> and I like that. I, I like that. I like that version of it too. So we go from 1967. To 1968, I believe, and uh, then all the way to '94 with Faith. Funny part is, after Faith, people continue to cover it too. We had Shaggy.
1: Yes, I was so hoping it. you were going to mention this.
0: <laughs> Shaggy covered it in 1997,
1: and he put his own <laughs> he put sound. His
0: on. <laughs> yes, out of all the renditions. It's probably not the best. I'm just gonna say it's
1: it's it's it's, it's creative.
0: It is, um, and then I was Melissa so Eth- jacked
1: when I saw that, like Shaggy saying this song. I was just kind of made my whole day. <laughs>
0: yeah, Shaggy. Sorry. Yeah, super random. Never thought we'd mention him in a country podcast, but no. Uh, the other one was Melissa Etheridge covered it in 2005 with Josh Stone. And mm-hmm. her version sounds very similar to Janis Joplin's version, I think. Oh, okay. The interesting thing, and I don't know if you remember, because when I heard, you heard these other versions of the song, but you hear Faith's version. And Faith's version is very uh, up-tempo, youthful, yes. light, And the other versions aren't that way. But when, when you hear Faith in Concert, And when we were at concert, she doesn't sing it her way anymore. She sings it like the other versions. And if you go on YouTube and find her in concert singing this song, she sings it very similar to Janis Joplin. Yeah. It's, It's not as fast. It's very powerful and thought out. And yeah, I would encourage you to listen to it. Find a live version of it on YouTube. And yeah.
1: Did she sing this at the concert we were at? I don't remember.
0: I'm 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 fairly certain. I'm fairly certain because I remember. I remember her singing it, and it didn't sound like her version. Like she made it her own, or she made it different. Um, So (coughs) there you go. Interesting. Uh, But I will comes out May '94. (laughs) I just don't like it.
1: It's not a very good song
0: there's There's just something missing, and maybe there's just a whole lot of not, I, I feel I feel so bad without here's the thing like living in Nashville and like when you go to Nashville visit you've been to a lot of these like writer arounds and mm-hmm. you hear the writers talk about why they wrote the song and like how what it means to them and I feel bad when I cut down a song because I know there's there's well there's well-thought-out emotions and feelings in it, but this one just didn't hit. It just fell flat.
1: Yeah, I felt like there was better songs that they could have chosen. I don't know. This one, I couldn't even... I can't even remember it,
0: honestly. Right. Even now, I can't remember it, and I listened to it yesterday right. and today.
1: <laughs> I listened to it like an hour ago, and I still have no idea.
0: But... After the successful two singles to start a a bit of a bust with a third, ends it on a high note with Take Me As I Am, the title track, which is honestly one of my favorite Faith Hill songs. And I'm not saying it's the favorite, but it's just such a good Faith song.
1: Yeah. And I guess it's her first, solely her song.
0: Right. That's a good point. Well, I mean,
1: besides what I will, but we don't count that one
0: right, yeah, her first top ten top five hit from it yeah, so you're a bigger fan of the album than I think I am, so i'm I'm very curious to hear which songs you really liked as far as your hidden gems, uh if you could walk me through that I have a few, I have a few, but yeah it's not my jam it's not my jam that's, that's okay it.
1: that's fine i think i i don't know why i liked it so much it just was better than i thought it would be so i thought that the one she sang with larry stewart which poor guy didn't get any credit for said um i've got what is it i don't even know
0: what i've it's got called. this friend
1: i got this friend yes i like that one i liked the this, the lyrics of the song I thought were really creative and I had that down as it should have been a single and then I her and Tim That's could have like, to. covered it.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> it honestly, when he comes in for us, maybe we've just heard Tim and Faith sing together so often that you're expecting it to be Tim's voice. Right. But yeah, totally agree. This definitely should have been a single and I think it would have top five, top ten.
1: Easily. Easily. And then they could have remade it 20 years later and people would still love it. Uh So I like that one. I also did like, I would be stronger than that. These are like some of the strongest songs lyrically wise. And I know I'm skipping ahead, but I really could hear Ashley McBride putting that on one of her albums. It just seemed very stripped down and really honest.
0: Yeah, the I will say the subject matter on this album, and maybe I just I'm just not in the dumps listening to it. And like I can't relate. I'm not saying you're in the dumps, but like whoa, like there's there's some Sakya emotions in lyrics right. in this. You're like, wow, this is. It's almost like the Kenny Chesney album uh, from last week, No Shoes, No Sugar problem. Like there's some songs on there where you're like is Kenny okay? And right. some of this is kind of similar here too, where it's just like, man, it's heart wrenching yeah. at times. Well,
1: maybe it was this one, cause fate did go through a divorce. Maybe it was more amicable, but I think that was a few years later. Anyways. So I like those. I thought they could both be singles. And then <clears throat> I also liked the other two. I liked were life's too short. I liked it was a uh, kind of more rock and roll. Great. And Go the Distance. I was thinking Hercules, and then I listened to it and I realized it wasn't Hercules. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> I, I had uh, Life Too Short to Love Like That uh, as well. You mentioned Go the Distance. And on that song in particular, I think that's where that song in particular, Faith's voice and her vocals are strongest, it seems. It mm. has this, to me, like this gospel church choir kind of vibe to it.
1: It's like the voice that we hear later. I feel for faith.
0: Yes. Like that's when she
1: took her, like shot a steroid or whatever and became fatal.
0: Totally agree. So that that's the one song that I'm like, yeah, this is what like faith sounds like truly. But um, no, I total agreement with your hidden gems. Uh, Matchmaker so I only played matchmaker for two of them. Mm. I, I had to play matchmaker for peace of my heart because if, if Shaggy covered it <laughs> and it's been a while since someone else did, I, it's, it might be time, but um, I think it's made for someone like an Ashley McBride or a Luke Combs. Oh, cause I, when I hear the Janis Joplin version, I hear the Melissa Etheridge version. It's more of that growly rock kind of energy. And those are the two that I'm like, you know, if they're going to cut it that way, I'd want those two. Uh, And the other one is I've got this friend. I totally want to leave it as a duet. Mm -hmm. Faith and Tim, like that would be my leading choice. I think Michael and Carly would be a Mm. really good choice for a cover for this one because I'm not saying they're like best friends ahead of time, but yeah. they knew each other and whatnot. Um, and the other one that I think just vocally would be really cool. And if it's not this song, I want to hear these two matched up at some point is Marin Morris and Jimmy Allen. I think oh. duet wise really, really, I think it'd be a really cool sound. So
1: definitely those,
0: those are my only two matchmakers this time.
1: You did three. What are you talking about? Anyways,
0: um, no, I did two songs.
1: Oh, two songs, but three matches.
0: Hey, if if I have if I have three friends that are single and a majority of okay, them are okay,
1: anyways, no, no, we're I'm done. gonna play matchmaker oh, right. more than one. <laughs> okay, so overall, I feel like Lauren Elena could cover any one of these songs, but I would love to hear her sing Wild One. Um, I talked about I think Ash McBride would be really good, and I would be stronger than that. Um, for a piece of my heart I thought it'd be cool to flip that one as a duet um, with Smithfield or Little Mm. Big Town's harmonies I think Uh, would be really cool especially if you do the slower down slowed down Janis Joplin version Um, The Life's Too Short again I thought that was more rock like Joan Jett Pat Pat Benatar kind of thing but Miranda could totally rock that out so no problem there (laughs) And just about now, I really think Hillary Scott would be wonderful. And if Charles and Dave wanna join in, you know, they can. But I think just Hillary's vocals would be really good on that one.
0: So question about that song. Yeah. Is it about the I don't know. Death Death of a Lover. I I think I, I was I a bunch of the songs I'm trying to find like
1: they're what, very uh, big.
0: what the story? Right, what the story is, and it's very, it's very interpretive. Well, so, that's good.
1: Music should be.
0: Yes, sometimes, yeah.
1: Sometimes, but I just think Hillary. I just like her voice. That I feel she could cover that one on her own. But yeah, those are my matchmakers. Any thoughts? Was I right, or was I so wrong?
0: Um I like Lauren Elena. Yeah. Outside of this podcast. I mean, she's I think she's one (laughs) of the best voices. Honestly, it's like agreed. We talk about all the time. It's for me, it's her and Shay Mooney. Uh that are the best voices. So I would love for her to cover a Faith Hill song. She'd be perfect. Uh I do like I do like Little Big Child. If you're gonna slow it down to have their harmonies on Peace of My Heart. Mm. I do like that idea with it, Smithfield. I think I just need to hear a Smithfield song again to like remember
1: how yeah, great their, their har- how so- great their
0: harmonies are. Um, I like it.
1: You know what? You know what's a really weird song <laughs> that like the title's weird, the song's weird. I just don't like it at all. <laughs> it's just around, just around the, the around eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah, I can't. think it's, like, it's so weird.
0: <laughs> I was, I was so confused, like.
1: I don't. Uh, I don't
0: know what it means. <laughs> yes. I right. I, I listened to it a couple times, read the lyrics, and I knew there was a song on here that was about getting abused. And part of me's like, "Is this oh, the one?" What? Like, no. Like, but then, but I didn't know if it. It's such a vague and ambiguous lyrics at times on some of these songs. I think that might be part why I'm not a, as huge of a fan of it.
1: It's hard to, like, but I, g- grasp onto something. <clears throat>
0: yeah. So, is it... My assumption is is that she's still in love with the previous guy? Yes. Or she sees the previous guy a little bit in him?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just around the eyes. Which I just, like, put some sunglasses on or something. I don't know. Get better makeup. It's just...
0: But I feel like if you're going to look in, yeah, anyways, I'm going to go on a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, no, you're good. Uh,
1: yeah. It was it was this so, song and But I Will are the two that I would kick off the album. But other than that, eighty percent that's a passing grade.
0: And I think when we look at the singles, they nailed three out of four, which, yeah. And especially how well the first two did. Right. I think I think they did well picking up the singles. And honestly, maybe they were just looking she had two up tempo ones to start and maybe they're like, we need to pivot one eighty. And I just I think that's fine. I think there's to- they chose the wrong song.
1: Yeah. Well, but still I think for a first album and the first singles that you basically still know all of them today. I know we didn't do Kenny's first album last week, but him, and I'm sure you can look at some others too, name a song from Kenny's first album. What was Kenny's first single ever?
0: Uh, the only thing back where I came from.
1: That was like Uh, on a second album, even.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: that's just. I guess what I mean is what. Why I was so surprised when I was like, "This is her first album." Holy shit! Like, it's I'm pretty impressive. She came out of the gates, guns a blazing.
0: So, you're digging this album. So let's say let's say you're the judge at the local fair, and oh yes, I love there's different there's different acts, right? Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. doing whatever, and all of the acts are faith Hill's albums, so which one are you <laughs> the giving <metal> <laughs> it 's the metal stand we're going to flip it and give the ribbons, right so mm, we h okay. right was yeah was blue was blue first
1: blue and then red, red and then white and then white okay yeah
0: so are you giving a blue, red, or white to this album, or are you giving it a What's the other one? Merit's good, right?
1: Merit's good. I'm not giving it a pink. I think it's fourth place. Okay. And then there's just participation.
0: (laughs) So which ribbon is this album getting?
1: Can I give it... I was gonna... If I had three options, I would have given it third. I might do fourth. You know what's really funny is the albums that I picked for my metal stand. I didn't know we switched to the fair, but
0: all right. Let's go to the metal stand and keep it (laughs)
1: <laughs> Easy. So I can't choose my number one. It's between two of them. I really like her second album. It matters to me. And then Fireflies is such a good album.
0: What? Okay. What? Okay. So do you, you don't have Breathe or Faith no. on no. it at all? No. Oh, wow. No. This, this is... This is the beauty of our our siblingness. There are certain times; it's literally 50 Like half the time, we're like lockstep, right? We're like,
1: well, last yeah, week we like, did Kenny, sounds, and you and I, like we're number one, number two, we're boom, boom, yes. boom. I
0: and like to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> if we're not in lockstep, we're literally walking <laughs> the opposite direction on a different continent and whatever.
1: Yes, <laughs> wow. so true.
0: So, what are your th- What is your rankings, if you had to?
1: It matters to me, Fireflies, and then Take Me As I Am.
0: Interesting. Because
1: out of... Cry is just so odd to me. I don't really care for the album. Um, And then Faith and Breathe, I really only like the singles. And probably not as much as I would listen to Wild One or take me as I am or it matters. Oh, I love it matters to me. That's so good. So I, I guess it just comes down to it. And also it matters to me has let's go to Vegas, which I haven't heard in forever. And I was listening to it the other day and today. Jam. I was like, am. So, good. so good. Yeah. It's a jam it's a jam. Sorry. What are your albums?
0: <laughs> so I think for me, I think it, for me it comes back to when does for me and obviously you might disagree and everyone might disagree, but Faith's voice only gets better after this album. So mm-hmm. I guess when I'm when I'm listening to the albums and the songs and the hits, as we get further from this album, I like her voice more, which right Fair. or wrong and. Mm-hmm. So when when I have to rank it, I honestly, I kind of rank it honestly in according to like the albums. Like it's, it's for me, it's honestly chronological. I have, I have this one fourth, just missing the metal stain. and it's, but it's hard because
1: Pink Ribbon, got it.
0: Yes. So there's, but there's some great hit songs. We talked about them, right? Like everyone knows them. The next one, it matters to me. I think top to bottom, listening to it, better. And there's some great songs, right? You mentioned Let's Go to Vegas, mm-hmm. It Matters to Me. Um, I think You Will Be Mine was another one that was released as a single. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Somebody I liked that one.
1: Lose. Yeah.
0: I like that one just a little bit more. And then Faith is the next one, right? And that one, yeah. This Kiss, um, I Love You. What's the other one here? The Secret of Life. You, you just get like that richer Faith Hill voice. And then for me, Breathe was just like this culmination of everything. And I I think that's I think it's just because I like her sound better on Breathe yeah. versus the other albums. Uh whether the song's necessarily better, I don't know. I can make an argument for any of the albums, but just like the richness of her voice. I think that's, that's what does it for me.
1: But yet Fireflies doesn't make your list. That's, I feel like that album is so fun. And just maybe she has so much pressure after Breathe and Cry. And this one came out four years later or something. It just felt f- fun and fresh. And it's got such good songs mm, like Sunshine and Summertime, which is on my summer playlist. <laughs> The lucky one. They're just feel good songs.
0: Yeah, I think you raise a good point, and maybe we'll have to do <laughs> we we'll to do all these albums next, right? Okay. We really okay. want to <laughs> we we say want, that, every but second. um, but yeah, I you make it make it complete sense. I'm probably the oddball here. Probably uh, sometimes I zag just for the sake of not zigging. Um, but yeah, I think there's this album, this album take me as I am just has a different sounding faith than the ones that come after.
1: Right. I'm not
0: saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good.
1: Yeah. She's finding herself, which is fine. I don't know if you should sound exactly the same as your first album. True. Clearly whatever she changed and what she did in the next decade worked for her pretty damn well. So,
0: so you're giving, you're giving this album a bronze medal.
1: I am. Fair.
0: Well, then we'll, we'll go with your podium on this, on this one. I like to, I like to hand out trophies, not for participating. Uh, We're off the rails here a bit, but shocking. uh, Final thoughts overall on the album. You're a fan of it.
1: Yeah, I was a fan of it. Again, I was just kind of shocked that it was her debut album because it was so good. And is the quality of the singles, minus one, which I feel is the theme now that we're going through all these albums. We usually find one single where it's kind of like, what the hell were they thinking? But I guess that just makes them decide what works and what doesn't work. So True. it's trial and error. So yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I don't know what else to really say about it, besides some songs shouldn't have been on the album. But also, does she have a Greatest Hits album? Because I think she should have one.
0: Uh, let me take a look here. I feel she like has
1: she, a Deep Tracks album, which I think is really cool. Or she took her hidden gems from all of them. But I don't think she has a Greatest Hits album. At least not on Spotify. But anyways, I liked hearing um, that newbie. Newbie
0: face. Looks like, looks like in 2007... She has a an album called The Hits. And oh. a majority of the songs, it looks like, have a 2007 remaster next to it. Mm. So I'm guessing she recut them. It might sound a little different, but... Yeah. Uh, which might be worth to check out. Right. Uh, but no, for a debut album, two smash hit number ones, a fantastic number two... You really couldn't ask for much more for a debut album, right. and to also defend her is that as good as, as the album is, that she didn't fall off with the next album and the albums after. Like right. she kept producing hits. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you see it, and I, I'm I'm not going to name names because I don't have any off the top of my head. But some some artists are a one album, two hit wonder, and right.
1: that's why you, you know, can't think of their names. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I just thought of one for instance, um, Jamie O'Neill.
1: Oh, right.
0: She had the one album. She she has a new song out. Which is really good. I like it. Uh, but she has two or three number ones or top five hits from that album. And then nothing really else after. And I'm sure they did well for her, but I feel like it also builds these sky high, sky high expectations. True. Uh, right or wrong but faith faith's a legend She she
1: is she, she really is. is yep agreed i kind of figured we were going to clash on this album i don't know why
0: <laughs> yeah i i had a feeling too <laughs> but it makes it entertaining i think
1: it sure does that's us true
0: here to entertain um well, this has been great Again, you're up next for the next album. I don't know if you have a couple in mind or whatnot, but...
1: I'll think of something. Yeah. Hmm. I have something in mind, but I might change it.
0: There's a lot of good albums out there. and uh, A lot of not can good do this albums. For, true. We can do this for another 100 years, and we'll never run out of albums.
1: Should I pick a really bad album to review? Would that be awful?
0: <sighs> as long as there's something good on it.
1: Okay. All right. I don't know. I'll see what kind of mood I'm in.
0: Here's the thing, you're gonna send me which album you wanna do, and I'm gonna be like, Does she think this album sucks? And then (laughs) we're gonna go into it and I'm gonna be like, Yeah, this album really sucks. She'd be like, This is one of my favorites. (laughs) But anyways, uh, well this is the album collection on the Ray Zana Podcast Network. Subscribe to us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we are there. Raison at blog.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Stay tuned as we continue to bring you new episodes every week and continue to grow the podcast network with new podcasts and just doing fun stuff. So, for Emily, this is Aaron. Stay safe, y'all.